What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we dissect the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? As much as possible, a touch of humor, lah. As much right. as possible, as, much as, right, as important. Yes. As much as possible. Even though now we're having more guest interviews, uh, like one a week. Um, and mm. I mean, so far, I think the feedback has been quite positive. Uh, our most recent mm. guest yesterday was Joshua Simon. Before that was Young Raja. And yeah, yeah I mean, we, we are actively seeking interesting people to talk to. Uh, mm. The more interesting, the better. If you guys have any recommendations, please put them down on our subreddit. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, uh, it's, yeah, it's been quite... Nice uh, seeing that a lot of people who have never even heard of some of these uh, guests that we get on, like Young Raja and all. Mm. You know, because I guess our audience is also slightly older, the millennial boomers, like, right? So, mm. uh, oh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Millennial boomers. <laughs> uh. Millennial borderline, borderline Gen <laughs> X. But I'm just saying not a uh, boomer. Older, yeah. older millennials, older millennials. Uh, older millennials. Uh, yeah, maybe you might not have heard of some of these younger people but um, yeah some of them said that they were quite inspired by Young Raja which was the mood that we had on our podcast as well Mm-mm, exactly mm-hmm. but I yeah. must say that I think I really enjoy guest interviews but it also makes me appreciate these sort of current affairs deep dives uh, more as well yeah I think yeah. That, uh, because yeah there's so much I don't know now it feels like it's it, there's a lot more to talk about because some episodes when we record there's really nothing to talk about and Terrence and I f- mm. feel like we are just scraping the bottom of the barrel and have to talk about Mediacorp actress forgetting that she parked her car at Mediacorp and have yeah. to try and make a podcast out of that yeah 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 correct but yeah this one today's one is gonna be deep man deep yeah. and broad and 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 multi-dimensional and multi-faceted yeah but before that the plug the weekly the plug, plug. Yeah, uh, the, 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 we- the weekly plug that we always do. Yes. What are we doing this time? This time is a, is a re-plug or something that we have mentioned before. It is um, our scripted audio pilot, which we created for Audible and which we released earlier this year. It is called mm. Life Exchange. Mm. Um, the, the context is Audible had a call for pitches and Audible is, is a company that started off in audiobooks and then now they have moved on to audio stories. They are owned by Amazon so mm. it's an international network and they had a call for pitches for interesting audio pilots. We submitted one, we got selected as one of the finalists, we made a pilot and now we're hoping to turn that into a full fucking series, man. But it mm. depends on how many people listen to it, how many people comment, how many people leave a leave a star rating. So if you've listened to it, great. Um, if you haven't, check it out. We'll put a link in the description. Um, it is a scripted pilot about a time in future where people can sell shares of themselves on a stock exchange. And what kind of shit can go down when that happens? La. So mm. it's not a comedy. It's a psychological thriller at, mm. that we wrote. Terrence directed. I was the lead uh, voice actor. And we got some super talented cast as well, like Rishi Budrani, Noah Yap, jo, 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 Joe Tan, uh, who Elliot Marcus, Luce, uh, Elliot Tan, Paul Foster. It's dope. La. It's dope. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But uh, with that said, we go mm. from one grim fictional, uh, grim fictional story to a more, yeah, even more grim, actual real life story. Yeah, man, it is. Um, it is a thing that has gripped the world the past few days, which is mm. the takeover of Afghanistan by Taliban. Yes, by Taliban, and and I think like like if you haven't heard of this, then. I don't know how you did not hear of that, but heard of our podcast because you like social media and news has been flooded with videos, 
articles, commentaries about the situation there. Yeah. And it is so fucking uh, complex and sad that today we're not going to be passing like any uh, deep opinion or anything. It's just us trying to wrap our heads around this whole thing. Yeah, I think I think uh, a big part of what we're trying to do today, like with a lot of uh, very complex uh, socio-political issues, is really just try and um, understand it better from our context as two lay people in Singapore. Mm. And, and and just with what you can, what you can also, uh, like us also, just reach out at arm's length to read or or to get up to, in order to get up to speed the whole issue. Because I think... Uh, maybe the access point for a lot of people to this issue is that crazy, crazy, crazy video that had been making its rounds and went crazy viral of, um, you know, a lot of uh, Afghan citizens at the tarmac of the airport in, in Kabul, the capital city of Afghan. And they were chasing down or they were running alongside a US Air Force transport plane that was taking off on the taxiing on the runway, right, about to take off. And um, mm. there are just throngs of people just running below and around the plane. And as the plane passes by the person's camera, you can see that there are people literally hanging off on the side of the plane or on the landing gears of the plane. And they, they, you know, they're, they're so desperate to try to force their way on board onto the plane that they are willing to risk their lives by hanging onto the plane on the side of a plane. Uh. And uh, mm. I think in a subsequent very uh, tragic video so that it shows that this plane actually took off and um, after it took off and it was really quite pretty high in the sky already you can actually see in the distance like some of those people actually falling off the side of the landing gears and you know falling probably falling to their deaths uh, at the onto the tarmac uh. so yeah yeah it's pretty it's not not, not safe for children's viewing but um, yeah just a, a real sad representation of of, of of everything that's going on now, lah. And then, what what do you feel when you first saw the video? I mean, at first, I thought, okay, this has to be doctored in some way, or or it's just from a different time or something. Or at least I was hoping that it wasn't real, lah. Mm-hmm. But then, when you start seeing like the more legitimate uh, news publications actually um, echo the that headline, and mm. you see subsequent articles about human remains being found in the in the landing gear of, of American planes, you're like, oh my God, that is fucking crazy. And also that anything that I was complaining about at that moment in time, I'm like, oh fuck, you know, like, it's so hot today. I'm like, just shut the fuck up, man. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough. Because, yeah. Yeah. I think same as you also. I mean, uh, I also thought, oh, this can't be real, right? Then you, you watch a video and you see the headlines. And I, I think... Uh, don't look it up, but there is a separate video, uh, also very gruesome, of um, a pair of legs stuck in the landing gear of the plane, and the legs oh, are just shit. yeah they're just flapping as the fl- the plane is flying or something la. as the plane is rolling on the runway or something like that la. So it's a uh, oh I mean, I've my described god, it in, I've described it in pretty excruciating detail, but uh, uh, it, it is very sad, very scary. But yeah, the the my point was that um, the last time I, I saw images like that they really make you like oh my god is this can't be real kind of thing were probably literally like the 20 years ago la, during the during 9-11 when, when yeah. you know in the burning the twin towers as they were burning you saw people literally jumping to their deaths from the building as well la. And, yeah. and, and and back then you know we didn't have social media we didn't have the internet but uh, somehow we, I mean, we had the internet we didn't have what 
the internet, like what the internet is today. So all these videos were like really pretty crazy and really traumatic for a lot of people to watch, right? Because you've never seen anything like that before. Um, yeah. And yeah, just, just, it's just crazy. Almost exactly 20 years later, we're seeing this happen uh, from an, you know, from an invasion that was almost a direct result of what happened at September 11th. Uh. Yeah, and then you also see people sharing photos of um, the helicopters leaving Kabul, which is the capital of Afghanistan, similar to mm. how helicopters were leaving uh, Vietnam, you know, after the end of the, uh, after the, the US started pulling out of Vietnam. And yeah. just all these comparisons, which also made me think like, oh, fuck, I don't, I admittedly don't know the intricacies of the Vietnam War or even the intricacies of the history of Afghanistan or Taliban. And mm. right now, I think on the internet, like everybody's an expert to a certain extent. Mm. Um and and I think there are a lot of good articles there that talk about talk about it broadly, but um it feels like I, there was no base on which to to evaluate everything that I'm reading now because like, it sounds like a horrible situation. But mm. the prime the president of of Afghanistan also left the country, um and it just feels like wait was the was the government even doing their job? And then you hear certain uh news articles say you know the Afghan army was supposed to do their job and they they just gave up and didn't fight back. Then yeah. it's just so 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 many things and and I think it's very important that we also. Uh, I mean, thankfully, I mean, hopefully you're listening to this podcast just to get another person's perspective or two lay people's perspective. But it's important everybody just try to understand it from as many angles as possible like, because it's so complicated, man. Mm. I mean, so do you have a, a, like a nice succinct timeline of events? Of, of the course! Of- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! I mean, that's no, the only because- humor. That's the only humor to count this. That, that, yeah, you know, this is like- it's always predictable. I just I'm glad. Harish is just waiting for me to ask him like, basically. <laughs> He's just sitting I'm glad. there like waiting. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you also understand that that there will I will never be without a timeline if there was yeah. a timeline of events that happened. Yes, yes, but yes. and for me to also kind of just anchor my understanding as a whole, I wanted to go into like the timeline of Afghanistan, broadly mm. speaking. Mm-hmm. Because how, how far I mean, back in history are you going? Fucking five hundred BC, bro. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me go and heat up the popcorn first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think just because like if I were to just read the news now, you know, you you hear the recurring narrative that the Middle East has always been messed up, and it's not the mm. foreign uh, c- countries that have stirred up stuff; it's they have a history of 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 uh, tension la. And there was also a re- resurgence of the uh, Lee Kuan Yew interview by Charlie Rose, mm. where. It was like a forty-five minute interview, and in a six-minute segment, he basically said that um, it's that there's almost no point um, the Americas Americans stay in the U.S. because um, trying and this is what I quote: trying to make a country out of Afghanistan is a distraction. Then I was thinking, wait, I've also seen photos from the seventies of Afghanistan, and they actually look like Singapore looked like in the seventies. You know, mm. people up and about, maybe more conservatively clothed. But you see women, you see men, you see university students and all moving about. Then I was like, wait, wait, wait what, what the fuck went on? So so just like at a very high level, right? Um, mm. I mean, the when I say 500 BCL, I'm not going to go into details. But because their land was so central to the European empires and all, um, Alexander the Great uh, also was uh, conquered Afghanistan in like 300 BC and then uh, Genghis Khan took over in the 13th century and then as early as the 19th century so from 1838 uh, onwards there were a number of Brit- British Afghan wars mm. because 
Britain already had their empire, right? And they were trying to to um, just protect it uh, from Russia. Mm. And and Russia uh, borders has a or back then the Soviets had a border with uh, Afghanistan, So they wanted to kind of have this this moat in between, and they wanted to cut Afghanistan out. So they had three wars, mm. and by 1921, the British were defeated, and Afghanistan became an independent nation. Yep. So yep. then after that, there was a series of of kings, um, and the early kings actually they didn't want to be an emirate. And I found out that an emirate is similar to a monarchy, except that uh, it's ruled by an emir, uh, mm. which is an Islamic, it's almost like an Islamic king. Um, so if anyone listening has like a PhD in political science and can spot obvious flaws in what I'm say, I'm saying, mm. pardon me, but this is all just us trying to wrap our heads uh, around as as lay people. Mm. So. Uh, in 1933, this this guy called Zahir Shah becomes king, and for the next 40 years, that's the time of peace. And I think that's when Afghanistan prospered, and that's when the the towards the end of that era, were the pictures of people up and about, like in a in what looked almost looked like a European city. You're saying that, uh, yeah. I think I think maybe people have come across uh, images of yeah Afghanistan. I think in the 70s or something, right? Or 60s yeah, or yeah. 70s, where yeah. It looked like a very liberal kind of city where men and women just walking around shopping. Uh, I don't know malls, but but definitely like sporting like very uh, up to date fashion like in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Not not yeah. like not 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 really wearing uh, any religious gear or anything that much, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you compare to pictures in in Europe uh, or even Singapore. I think it would look kind of similar. You get the old-fashioned cars, you know, people up and about, and it felt like mm. this was a city that was coming up with the mountains in the background, and it looked gorgeous, lah. Yeah. Yep. Um, then, um, but but throughout that that era, there was really tensions brewing, lah. Mm. Um, so let, let, I'll, I'll just go through like the main things. So in 1953, there was a Muhammad, General Mo, uh, Dawood Khan who became prime minister, and he was very pro-Soviet. Mm. So so and he actually introduces a number of social reforms which includes women having a more public presence. So in 1953 mm. they were implementing policies that were giving women more rights. Yeah. Um then in 1965 the communist party uh formed then um in 1978 that that pro soviet leader was killed in a communist coup. So the mm. Afghan communist party took over uh, one of the founders became president. One of the founders became deputy prime minister. Then there was another rival communist party that came up and they started fighting. Mm. And then, because there was this communist party that was ruling the government, the the more conservative Islamic and ethnic leaders started to fight back uh, against mm. the Soviet government, and they formed the Mujahideen. You know, everyone mm. has heard the Mujahideen, right? Mm. So so the Mujahideen was was formed, and that's when they started fighting back against the government. Mm. Then. The Soviets invaded in 1979 to kind of bolster the communist uh, government because the Mujahideen were were fighting against the government, right? Mm. And then, um, 19, uh, when the USSR invades, 1986, the United States, the UK, and China all started providing arms to the Mujahideen to fight the Soviets because the US, that was the the battle of the superpowers, lah, right? Mm-mm. So Wait, there was when China you know, also I also was. Fighting, apparently, yeah. Apparently, based on based on what I could glean from these historical references, okay, um, okay. it was the big powers of the world. Uh, 
So you know, you hear the 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 thing that oh no, no the US created the Taliban, the US did this, and I always wonder how exactly did they do it? And it was this lah. Like, they were funding the Mujahideen to fight against the Soviets. Mm-hmm. Then in 1988, that's when Osama bin Laden formed Al Qaeda. Mm. Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda. I better mm. I better watch my pronunciation these days. Yeah. You, uh, after receiving you. some flak. Yeah. Yeah. Al Qaeda. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then, so then, 1988, Al Qaeda basically they wanted an 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 uh, a pure nation governed by Islam. Mm. So that's when there was rising tension, and then. Um, the the Mujahideen, uh, and then in 1989, all the foreign troops from the US, the Soviets, and all they agreed to start withdrawing lah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when, yeah, the 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 local uh, militia and all started gaining power. So in 1992, the Mujahideen take over, mm-hmm. um, and then they start fracturing lah. Then in 1995, so between 1992 1995, there were all these militias competing for power, and mm-hmm. 1995. The Taliban rose to power, mm, mm. so that was the start of the Taliban. And the Taliban ruled from '95 to about 2001. No, mm. 2000 and 2000 and yeah, end of 2001 lah. Mm, mm. So between '95 and 2001, they were ruling Afghanistan under uh, Islamic law, but they were also kind of fighting back or like threatening the US lah and then mm. they attack the embassies they they put international aid workers on trial for spreading christianity and september 11 2001 of course we all know the the horrible attack on the world trade center lah yep then by december 2001 um the taliban fighters abandoned their stronghold in kandahar and they all just then they kind of disintegrated lah mm. mm. and and that's when Um, Hamid Karzai, who is sworn in as the leader of the interim government in Afghanistan, so that's when the US first gained like a foothold uh, in Afghanistan, and since then it has just been a lot of tension beforehand, lah. And and I think when Obama took hold, he promised to withdraw troops, uh, mm. but during his first tenure, it peaked at like sixty-seven thousand troops, and then his second mm. tenure, he actually bumped it up to about a hundred thousand. Yep. Yep. And and then and then we come to the more more recent times like with uh, Trump vow, vow, vowing to pull out by May first, twenty twenty one. Biden took over, and then um, he said he couldn't commit to May first, twenty 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 one, and he pushed back the deadline to September eleventh, and then mm-hmm. he brought it forward to like August, mid August lah. So mm-hmm. so for me, it was important to understand the context of Afghanistan that it was it's almost been like at war. Uh, for the past hundred hundred and fifty years, yeah. Uh, yeah. internally, externally, and it's just a a sad history, lah, mm. uh, of the country, lah. Yeah. Uh. Wow. Well, yeah. Thank, thank okay. you. Thank you for that. I hope. I hope I didn't lose people lesson. along the way. <laughs> I, I hope I didn't lose. You know, that's what the button, the forward ten seconds, forward ten seconds, seconds, fifteen seconds, fifteen. Yeah, fuck you, lah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. But I think I think it's helpful. It's helpful. To know the uh, you know the 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 basic history of uh, Afghanistan. I mean, the the big takeaways for me is that um, it's been you know there's been a lot of conflict in the country for for very very long. You know, there's a yeah. history of conflict. They they can't uh, there there isn't there hasn't been like you know a very long standing um, government or, or structure or even just a, a, a yeah structure of a government or anything in place for for more than more than a, a few years and everything like right 
Yeah, um, because even when there was that King Zahir Shah, it yeah. was over 40 years, but there was still, he was still not the government. Correct, he was correct. kind of like the 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 emir. Yeah. I mean, the emir or the king. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's very easy for people outside, especially us here in Singapore, right, to say, you know, they're just, they're just messed up, like, you know, they like politics or they're corrupt or whatever and all that. But um, I think one thing to add to, just to, to add colour to the whole thing is really just to understand the geography of a place like Afghanistan as well, like, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about geography in terms of the, all the fact that it's situated in the Middle East or next to China or whatever, things like that. I'm talking about like literally on the ground, like just on your boots on the ground kind of thing. The the, the, the scale of the mountainous region in, in Afghanistan is just, is, 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 is crazy, like. That's why it took, I mean, that's why when they said, you know, Osama bin Laden was hiding in a cave, in the caves of Afghanistan and everything. That's why it literally took almost 10 years for them to find him down, hunt him down and, and assassinate him and everything. Because like mm. the, this kind of mountainous region, you you know, when we talk about people living in very sparse, uh, in the suburbs or something, you know, it, it's, it, it's still possible to find these people. But when you live in a mountainous region, to go and find your neighbor or something, you might need to go and scale a mountain and climb down it you know, to get there and things like that. So how do you how do you really like rule a place like this, you know, where where it's almost it's very difficult. It takes a lot of resources for you to to have people on the ground to cover the whole area, right? Um that's why that's I is huge. And that's why the also the the I think that also um you know, it also aids why there was such a, f- a fracture between all the different groups and a lot of different warlords and militias came up because you can imagine like your geography is maybe bound by this mountainous region, you know, vis-a-vis another mountainous region that is very far and then in between there's a lot of uh, untraverse- untraversable land and everything. So so you generally just sort of like just take care of your own little kingdom, right? Uh, mm. and, and this kind of uh, this this sets the context of why it's it's like even for hundred thousand troops from the US or that to say that they really had control of Afghanistan is is also a stretch la. There's so many parts that they probably have no no presence on the ground either la, Right? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so to me that was like one of the most uh I mean the history the history aside also the just the geography of the place is so different from. Uh, what we would uh, imagine, you know, a city or even a desert or what to be like. Like, it's so difficult to to really. Uh, that, that I kind of fathom how how a lot of these divisions within the whole community takes place, lah. Mm. And and I guess because it is uh, landlocked and surrounded by uh, Pakistan, Iran, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, and you know, you said it's very mountainous. So there's no way that there's border patrol across every kilometer of border around, mm-hmm. So. The borders there are very porous, mm, mm, um, and and I think that also makes the whole situation quite complicated because you also get the different religious groups that are on either side of the border. I think the Pashtuns mm. uh, um, uh, uh, in Afghanistan as well as Pakistan, so it just makes the whole thing super complicated, la. Super yeah. complicated. Yeah. So that all said, right, like. Um what are you? What What do you know about like? Uh, what What do you know about the response on the ground to what the US is doing? Uh, let's say from commentators in the media in the US and everything. Uh, like what What mm. are What are they? What are the Americans themselves thinking about this whole thing right now? Uh? I mean, like based on what you find online. I mean, of course, Fox News. Everybody is shitting on Biden. Mm. Right, they're all shitting on Biden. 
Um, for CNN, I think they are also being critical of Biden, but because they, they lean more left, I think they are not as extreme as Fox News. But it feels like universally, everyone is saying that this was a botched job. Mm. And this was very hasty, very poorly planned. And the mm. only person I see who is very bullish about the approach is Biden himself. Mm. In his speech, he did not back down. He he used very patriotic language uh, along mm. the lines of like, you know, how many more of our brothers and sisters do we want to send to another country to fight a war that is not ours? You know, mm. I don't want to, I inherited this problem. I don't want to pass it on. And it's very, very protectionist kind of language, which, I mean, to be honest, it I can imagine it working. Mm, mm, yeah. But by and large, I think people are very critical or and very disgusted at the way this this hap- uh, unravel and, and I haven't fa- been able to find what oh go ahead go ahead you haven't been and, able to and find I haven't it. been able to I haven't been able to find that many articles that that were have been able to articulate why this was the best possible uh, outcome mm, yeah I mean uh yeah same like I think the uh in, in trying to read up more about it and all I really you really find it's all the very best they can say about it is that it's it was done very badly, This evacuation or this withdrawal of troops and, and people was done very badly. To the the minimum they said should have been done is, um, you should have really focused on evacuating, uh, the Afghans who helped the US, Right, because yeah. um, if anybody is at threat of of being you know executed and stuff like that, it's it's, it's people who were helping the the American occup- uh, occupying forces, lah. Right. So yeah, and it's like sixty thousand of them, right? Yeah, and you so you know that that they they'll be the first ones to be targeted if there's any kind of revenge killings or anything like that going on in the country. So there's no reason that that they that they should be you know they have to be scrambling and squeezing six hundred people onto a plane to get out of there and things like that, lah. So uh, I, I think that's the best that that can be said about it. But you know, on the flip side, the uh, Biden also said that. I mean, literally what is happening right now, the, the fact that the Taliban, within the matter of uh, weeks, uh, right, just mm. came out of all their, their hiding holes and everything and basically took over the whole country again, in spite of there being 300,000 trained, US-trained uh, Taliban police and, and, and armed forces. The fact that they so easily took over again, uh, is he, he said that there's evidence that, you know, whether they stayed two years more, one day more, six months more, it doesn't matter because... It w- that would still happen. Uh. They, they stayed 20 years and that still happened. Uh, you know? What do you think of mm. that argument? Um, I think just based on what you can find online, yeah, I, I, it's, I, I can imagine how there'll be no perfect time to pull out. Uh, you know? mm. Mm. Um, um, and I know that that sentence alone can mean a lot in different contexts, but in this context, there's no, there, there's no perfect time to pull out. But when you, when you hear um, some sort of evidence that that the U.S. Army, for example, left the airbase apparently overnight and it mm. was the Afghan commander of the airbase found out only the next morning that um, a lot of Americans had left. And then you hear stories from the BBC about how the Afghan mechanics were having to uh, communicate over Zoom to the American mechanics for the Apache helicopters to mm. to repair because they all left so fast. Mm. And, and then I've also heard that the Afghan army has been trained in military tactics similar to the US, which um, base, bases a lot of it on like uh, coordination between infantry and airstrikes. Yep, but yep. 
without the airstrike support from the US Army, the Afghan army can be trained, but they don't have the support. And then you also hear more and more evidence coming out that even the rations were mm. shit. Mm. Um, and and uh, the, the bullets were running out. So mm. I think what can be harmful and what we all need to be very cognizant about is when you read um, articles saying that, you know, the Afghan army gave up. Because mm. I think that is is a very, how you say, uh, uh, almost like a pro-US kind of approach. Like, because Biden yeah. did say, right, you know, 300,000 uh, people, if they don't want to fight, then we can't help them. But yeah. I, I agree. It sounds a little too, huh? They just give up um, to the Taliban, right? Mm. And, and and I think that even you you see, I think MSNBC, the Rachel Haddo, um, she was very, she was very, um, Rachel Meadow, Meadow, yeah, sorry. Yeah. She was saying that, you know, there's been so much money put into Afghanistan, but where did all the money go? It is mm. because the US has enabled the, the corrupt elite of the Afghanistan to profit. Mm. But then uh, one of my favorite writers, Matt Taibbi, he pointed out that, that even an investigation by, by the Special Inspector General for Afghan Reconstruction found that from the trillions of dollars that have been put in the US, there's a lot, like billions of dollars that have just been wasted. And you can imagine the construction companies, uh, mm. the American construction companies who are getting all these tenders, uh, fucking profiting a lot. La. In mm. Singapore last week, there was a couple who what, made 40 million from, from uh, SkillsFuture. Skills right? skills <laughs> Fucks. <yeah. laughs> I mean, they were, they were profited 40... if they were in Afghanistan. They, yeah, they definitely right. would have been, they made like, a lot more yeah. money. When I saw that, I'm like, how the fuck you get 40 million from SkillsFuture? The silver lining is that they probably learned a lot about laundry money from, they upskill themselves like, in the yeah. field of money laundering. Yeah. But yeah. if people can 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 do create fraud in Singapore under a smaller country, you can imagine when it goes cross-border, there's, it's not surprising that maybe a lot of their money got lost. Like. So yeah. I think the narrative now, you can expect that a lot of the American outlets that are pro-Biden are going to be putting the blame on the Afghan army. Like, and, I, and I hope and I encourage everybody interested in this to try and find alternative sources of news and try and just take that all with a pinch of salt. Yeah, because because at the end of the day, I mean, and I see some people on Facebook also pointing this out. You know, maybe it is, it is, uh, it is better. It is destiny that that the people of Afghanistan have to sort out their own uh, problems themselves, right? Uh, mm. I mean, granted, because Taliban today also is, is probably a different organization from Taliban twenty years ago, la. Although um, they have come forward and say they're not they're not pro democracy, they're definitely it's definitely going to be under Sharia law and everything, la, Right. So how mm. that how that affects uh you know women's rights and, and and rights freedom of expression and all that is 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 I mean you can probably probably predict what it'll be like, la. But um, yeah, the the Taliban today is not the Taliban of yesterday, and they have promised. That they will, you know, they're aiming for peaceful peace on the streets, right? Although already today there are reports of people being shot during uh, some protests mm. and stuff like that on the streets, lah. And um, mm. I, I mean, there's also reports that the Taliban, yeah, like when I say Taliban today is not the Taliban yesterday. I also mean in a bad way, lah. And that the Taliban now apparently they're using WhatsApp, you know, for people to inform on on US collaborators, you know, like you can message a, a WhatsApp number for the Taliban to track down these people. La. So they mm. have also learned how to use embrace technology to, you know, uh, do what they do what they've always done, la, right? Um, yeah. So it's just a it's a catch twenty two situation where I mean, um yeah, like like I, I like for Biden, I think 
it, it might it might uh, unfortunately this might like basically define his whole political his his whole time in office like this this, this these images these haunting images that have gone viral uh, you know worldwide and everything and and a lot of condemnation from from international uh news media and all uh, so mm. it, uh, wow it's tough man. and and I think um the other the other aspect that that I also think about like, because we all in Singapore we also spent two years being being uh being in NS and everything right can you imagine all the people who were veterans and then they went to Afghanistan and then they 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 lost friends or they lost a leg, lost yeah. a limb and all that. You spent twenty years. You 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 know you 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 thought you are doing something great, and then the next thing you see is just like everything just falls to shit like that, and it's just back to square one again. Isn't that yeah, like ex- exactly demoralizing to the max, right? <laughs> oh my god, it's true, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Because because I mean even for us like you and me, I mean we when when I I'm not going to pretend like we are like freedom fighters or anything like that right? But we. And we spend quite a bit of time, you know, working on counter-violent extremism and, and, and you know, like like whether it was with YouTube and Google and or, or even in Singapore itself, we made videos about things like that. And a lot of that was, was predicated on um yeah, la, like the, the the fact that you know Al Qaeda was was broken apart because the US was holding on to uh, holding on to Afghanistan and they managed to weed out uh, Osama bin Laden and, and you know the drone strikes everywhere and blah blah blah. So 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 you you kind of were hoping that you know, over across these years there would be, yeah that that firstly that all oh, this terrorist threat would be lessened because of of uh hopefully because of more stability in the Middle East and all that right, but mm. um yeah to see everything go back to what it is now and and yeah like the 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 fact that Taliban used to be uh very very used to be very friendly to like organizations like Al Qaeda or that. It also makes you feel like, hmm, like the last twenty years, like almost like didn't happen, uh, You know this, the progress made against uh terrorist organizations and things like that, lah. So so yeah. it is. It, I mean, it's just indirectly also quite. Uh, it also affects you and I, lah, right? I mean, just just like um like what you said just now about how the Taliban of now is very different. That that's true in terms of their own skill sets. But if you imagine the U.S. spent a shit ton of money building air bases, they mm. have uh, I mean. They have vehicles there. They have helicopters. All of which the Taliban has now inherited, lah, mm, because they mm. took over, right? Yeah. So not only are they more skilled, you can imagine, like let's say a new enlisting into Taliban twenty years ago, who just happens to be there. He has twenty years of experience just hiding amidst the mountains, and just yeah. first of all, they they are like hardened, or they are battle hardened, and. Mm. The the fact that they held a press conference also on one hand you could say oh you know maybe they are a bit more progressive mm. but everything you hear is that this is just a front line because they know the whole world is watching yeah and that brings me to my next fear in the sense that in a few weeks uh how much of the world is going to care about this anymore mm. I don't know and and I think maybe Biden like what you said uh, or the U S administration they knew that it was going to be a factual because it feels a bit weird for them to not know right. Mm you hear everything about the US intelligence, maybe it's almost like, you know, you can have a cast on your leg forever, but your leg will never get strong. You mm. take off the cast, it's going to hurt like a fucking bitch for a while, but it would grow strong. La. So maybe mm. in 30 years, when we look back, this might have been the turning point um, where, yeah, they they just go through a very tough period, but they come out of it. La. But, but oh, I can't even can't imagine even imagine saying this because when you hear reports of on the ground, you hear uh in people interviewing the Af- Afghan people, they are like the biggest 
sufferers in this whole situation lah. Yeah. Because they're trapped lah. Yeah. And, and like what you said, it the, sucks for them, man. Yeah. And 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 uh, like what you said, those the Taliban itself, they they they're coming out of like the caves and strongholds and everything, right? I think there's mm. a couple of like videos on Twitter. They're not verified, but they were videos of supposed Taliban fighters like they entering a gym for the first time, and they were just Oof. using they were just you know in the in the in the fight gear and everything. They were like just using the elliptical machine, the pull up machines and all that because they'd never been exposed to a gym, you know, maybe in all that time while or hiding out. And uh, bumper cars, did you see the bumper yeah, car? And bumper video? cars as well, and 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 they know that it's Taliban fighters because. There's like a guy or two in the background carrying a rocket launcher in the gym, lah. So, it's it's, <laughs> I mean, it's like if you see a guy carrying a lock rocket launcher, the last place you want to see him is like you know a place where he needs to flex his arms and maybe he'll lose control, he'll drop the rocket launcher and shit, lah. Right? Wow, crazy. But you're like, like you need a sport. You need a sport. You're like, hey, okay, put down your rocket launcher. And help me with this daily. <laughs> hey, put oh, safe. Wow. Make sure you put safe. Put safe. <laughs> no, but the the scary the scary thing is also that I mean. That on, on one hand, it's very easy to think, okay, the Middle East, you know, NIMBY, not in my backyard, it doesn't matter. But mm. if you read up on accounts of like professors or academics in the region, they have kind of like suggested that the rise or the resurgence of Taliban is is a, is, is it might be a threat for Southeast Asia as well because mm. we do have increasing cases of... of um, Self-radicalized, right? Yeah, self-radicalized extremists in the region, and thankfully nothing has happened in Singapore, um, and and nothing cat- catastrophic has happened in the region, like, But if you imagine, if you are an extremist in hiding somewhere in Southeast Asia, and you see Taliban who have held out for twenty years, and in the end get what they want, right? In some way, it's like, oh shit, they are like they are like heroic, like, You know, and and the fear that a lot of these academics have put out now is that okay, we got to be prepared that it might embolden extremists in the region. La. So we need to be more vigilant than ever because if you, you, you they, they basically become the role models. La. You know, they have, you're saying this is like a Gary V moment for terrorists. La. Like have uh, patience, have patience, hold out, know you whether, know, success will come. I don't know whether Gary V, but <laughs> why Gary V is here? Inspirational, you know, his, his own mantra is about you got to have patience, you got to grind, you got to just hold out and the success will come one day. I guess so, like I guess so, like Gary V, like okay, like, I'll, I'll let you have it, like. But in some way, like, like you can, you can almost see that, right? Like, yeah, the Taliban they almost disappeared, and you know, ISIS came out. It's it's almost like ISIS was the the hot young hot young thing in the extremist world, mm. but then they kind of died out, and the Taliban has just been grinding and biding grinding. their uh their patience. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so and that is scary because yeah, we, everybody needs to be. Fucking vigilant! Uh, vi- my God, vigilant, yeah. vigilant, yeah. vigilant! Uh, right now, and that's where it gets like, oh shit, this is not as far away as we think, lah. Mm. Yeah. Ah yo, tough situation. No, 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 exa- no exact yalabat moment, but it's just a, wow, you know, like like as you wrap your heads around this, just remember that everyone else, we're talking about military experts, politicians, media people, none of them also foresaw this coming, lah. Yeah, and, and I think anyone who wants to read up, just try and read from has as many sources of different political leanings as possible. Like, because mm. if you just read one, you are not going to get the full picture. And you're never yeah. going to get the full picture. But I think it is super important that that you just try and look for alternative sources. Like. Yeah, but speaking of, speaking of never being able to <sighs> get the full picture, it seems like now we have a clearer picture 
of what has been going on in a long-running case in Singapore. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. Why don't you do the honours this time? It is the fact that Dikosh has not officially been charged by, um, has been formally charged with sexually exploiting uh, young people or young person and several other sex-related offences. Uh. So, mm. uh, yeah, lah, here, there are photographs of him leaving state courts uh, literally today on 19th August. And uh, yeah, lah, he's been charged with multiple offences. Seven, seven charges. Yeah, um, you know, Daryl Ian Koshi, that's his full name, uh, was handed yeah. seven charges, uh, including communicating with a minor for the purpose of obtaining sexual services, sexually exploiting a young person, and making an obscene film and possessing an obscene film. So some of the more, uh, you know, some of the more kind of details uh, are like, he's accused of offering a 16-year-old boy up to $2,000 back in February 2017 so that Dikosh could perform a sex act on this minor. So 16 years old is still considered... Mm. For 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 anything that is, uh, I think if you offer to pay for sexual services, like uh, the minimum age is eighteen, I think, right, or something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like anything below that is considered a minor, lah, right? Um, mm. and then and then he also offered a, a allegedly offered a seventeen year old boy up to one thousand dollars in July, twenty eighteen. That's a year and a half later, for a similar sexual act, and then. Mm. Similarly, somewhere in 2018, he also accused of, he's accused of attempting to procure an indecent act by a 15-year-old boy by asking the boy to perform sex acts on him. Um, mm. And even yeah, up to August 2020, he allegedly offered another 17-year-old boy $1,000 for the teen to perform oral sex. Hey, wait. August 2020, he was already... Was he already like... Silent or what was as in here? Yeah, yeah. He, I think I think he was silent already. Oh, serious, ah? But he yeah, still yeah. he was still doing it, ah? Offering another seventeen-year-old boy thousand dollars for the team to perform oral sex on him. Ah. Holy shit! That means oh, that's in August twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on this uh, CNA article I'm looking at, and he's also obscene uh, accused of making two obscene films, um, at at a flat somewhere in 2016, 2017 and possessing some obscene videos. Uh, yeah, lah, at his flat in 2020. Lah. So, uh, yeah, wow. If if if, if that's the case, that's, that's crazy. Oh, I think around, it was around 2020 that this, that, that around 2020 that this happened, lah, basically. Mm. Uh, August 2020. So I think, I think it's, I think he, he wasn't so-called cancelled just yet. Lah. He hadn't been cancelled in August 2020 yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, Maybe. he hadn't been cancelled yet. Yeah, it just happened in August 2020. Oh, and, yeah, I see, I see. So I see. we are about exactly about one year removed from him getting cancelled. Uh, yeah, from, from but him, I mean, yeah, all these allegations coming up, lah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, we all knew that uh, he was undergoing uh, the investigations, lah, which is why he's been kind of legally bound to be silent. But honestly, mm. when I saw seven charges, I was like, oh. Sh- Shit, man. Yeah, it's it's fucking serious, man. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a pattern of behavior, lah. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah, like like when you saw this, what 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 occurred? What what went through your mind? Uh, to be honest, I was quite surprised because uh, 
I think we when we and just just the fact that he's still somewhat around on social media, like on on Twitch, and and still making occasional TikTok videos and stuff like that. It seemed like he, I don't know. There were people saying like you know he still hasn't been charged. What does that tell you? You know, uh, people are saying things like that. So, in some sense, I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe there's more to the story that you know, like there actually isn't any real case against him or what lah. And that's why mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like it's been quiet for so long, and, and we haven't heard anything. But um, yeah, the fact that all this has come out like now, it like like I said like, it shows that there is a pattern to the behavior. Uh, and I I think the fact that it's been quiet for so long is because you do need time to find evidence to build a, a prosecutable case against someone before you charge him in court, lah, right? Um, mm. And they m- most likely think that they have enough evidence to do so already. Lah. And if that's the case, it's, uh, I'm not saying that he's guilty of it, but it, I'm just saying that there is seems to be a lot of evidence of of. of of, of, there must be evidence of these alleged uh, offenses, uh, That's why, that's why they're bringing it up now, lor. And so yeah. I, I was, I and was, I, I was honestly surprised, uh, Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's just something like like this. This this is inex inexcusable acts, lah. Like like if if it's if he's guilty, yeah, he he needs to pay the penalty, lah. But it's just because we, I mean, full disclosure, he has he appeared in one of our videos that we worked with him on back in 2015 mm. um, when he was uh, he was already an established DJ and YouTuber and we got him on and yeah, the, the video turned out great and yeah, we only interacted with him for one day but being in the similar space, we also uh, knew of each other and the, the content we all put out and I guess it's just it's just weird in the sense that he he is a public figure that people have have seen over a long period of time. He's always almost mm. kind of like a a very vocal critic of people who do morally questionable things, yeah. So to see this happen on one hand, yeah, he did he did like some uh bad shit and he needs to pay the penalty. But I'm also thinking like, wow, fuck, how, what, how how does that work? I mean, he was very vocal about Eden Ang and how Eden Ang was was uh, what, what the things that Eden Ang allegedly did to minors as well. But then mm. for him to do it himself, it just strikes me as shit, man. What what the hell's going on there? Yeah, and 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 we're talking about the overlapping timeline, right? Like some of these alleged offenses he committed were in 2016, 2017, uh, where even before the whole Eden Ang scandal and all that came up, right? Um, yeah, exactly. And the thing is that the Eden Ang one, um, yeah, we haven't heard any. I think uh, if anything, there was the there was no prosecutable case on Eden Ang, right? If if so far there's nothing has come up, like, right? At least. So um, mm. yeah, I mean, uh, I was kind of I was kind of thinking, is it maybe this will just go the same way as well, like, and then and then you know like Dikosh would would just come sort of come make a comeback or something like that to the industry after all these investigations are done but uh yeah it's quite this I'm, I'm quite like whoa like there's a, a lot of charges that are not and not going to be swept under the carpet lah. yeah i can i can imagine even his most hardcore fans just going like wow shit because i think yeah. he had a post maybe like he started streaming recently and he yeah. had a post kind of criticizing people for calling him out on being silent he was just he just explained that he can't like so he still had a fan base who who were supportive and but mm. you know you hear even in the US people 
let's say Louis C.K. Of course, Louis C.K. is a, a lot more famous than, than Dikosh, but mm. Louis C.K. was guilty of like jerking off in front of other people and and it's it's almost like on the spectrum of horrible shit that people like uh, who who were outed by the Me Too movement. His mm. is almost like, if I recall, uh, there was nothing where he, he forced himself on someone else or, or demanded that, that someone perform acts on him. Mm. But he's... He he he's been trying to make a comeback, but he can't lie. Even Aziz Ansari, uh, who had that, even a case which was not as as how you say uh, serious as Harvey Weinstein, he made it special. He got a lot of flag now, and he's also been mm. being laid low for someone like Dikosh. Yeah, man, I think I I can't imagine him ever coming back into the limelight mm. in the near future, lah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, yeah, like what you say, lah. The the fact that he used to be like a vigilante. Against mm. against other people, I think exacerbates the fact, and probably yeah, like, all his fans probably feel like they also got taken on the right, like, You know, trying to defend him and everything during this period. Yeah, because like I can't imagine because you know, this one is like legitimate like charges. Um, I mean the the I can imagine people saying I have possessing obscene film like porn. Everybody got porn and all that, but the other allegations about um yeah offering or soliciting sexual favors from minors that is inexcusable, man. And I just. Yeah, it's just it's just a bit like wow, shit. Yeah, that that is serious because each of those charges carry like possible jail times and fines, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just want to give a shout out to, not say shout out lah, but point out on the Straits Times article about this Dikosh thing. If you if you look at it on the internet, there's a picture of yeah Dikosh, and then the other picture in this article is a picture of. Uh, at first, I thought it was a picture of his boots, ah. Uh, and they were like, I thought they were reporting on his fashion or something like that. But it turns out, buried in the boot is is Dikosh was seen wearing electronic tag on his ankle underneath mm. the boot. So, I mean, uh, wow, eagle eyes, eagle eye uh, photographer, reporter, uh, managed to catch it. So I guess he's, you know, he's been sort of um, uh, being monitored for the last for the last year already, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Man, man, oh man! But yeah, I mean, this oh, is a crazy. you know, it's a. I think if anything, it's sort of a, you start to see some closure on this quite strange chapter in the Singapore YouTube scene, lah, Right? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's closed yet because he hasn't been vetted, uh, given oh, yeah, his, his final sentence. Yeah, yeah I think. Correct, correct. I think for me, the bigger thing is that almost like now we're seeing more and more often in any aspect of life or anything that's public. Like, like what? What is the actual truth? Is often far from what you see, lah. Mm. Uh, and and I mean, even if you see like the horrible shit going on in Afghanistan, there's so much beneath the surface. With Dikosh, also, if you base all your perspective on his public image up till maybe a year and a half ago, it'd be very different from what the apparent reality is, lah. And wow, it's just very, very sobering. Yeah, sobering, man. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah, now, tough, uh, tough. Because I mean, uh, you know, there was a lot. Of, I mean, Dikosh also is a. He's also got a lot of friends, uh, in the celebrity space like Nathan Hartono and all. Yeah, uh, mm. who you know previously were like, oh yeah, I hope he, like, I hope we he, he, he after we find out the whole truth, I will be there for him in his path towards healing and improvement. This was stuff mm. that Nathan Hartono all posted, uh, last year like, when all this shit happened, but um. Yeah, it's, it's I mean in light of all these charges it makes you like, hmm, do you really do you really is is his 
his healing and 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 and, and learning more important now, or is is it the victims that we should be more focused on? Mm, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't want, we don't Ooh. want to stand here and be throwing throwing eggs or kicking someone when he's down. That's why I said literally, like we 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 just I I'm just a bit surprised that that it, it, there are so many charges and and you know prosecutable charges brought up against him. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I guess it's a developing story. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um. But holy shit, man! I'm I'm curious what what the general Singapore Reddit would have to say about this and whether his fans would still try. I mean, how how they would be reacting to this, lah? Yeah. I mean, I did wade into Reddit a little bit, lah. There's a lot of discussion, mm. but it mainly, I mean, it's the same thing, like Everyone's just saying, oh, all these guys, you know, all the the typical wordplay about D and and and, and how he's cancelled and didn't listen to him in the first place and all that kind of stuff, lah. So 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 mm-hmm. it's not nothing 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 particularly enlightening enlightening or new, lah. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, but, uh, wow, yes. very topics. yeah, exactly. But wow, very heavy topics. Maybe it's time to talk about uh, some things that actually make us smile. Uh, or not necessarily smile. Uh, smile or I think. Mean, or yeah, think this this or week, think. maybe not necessarily smile. But but yeah, yeah. Like, what is your one shook comment for this? I mean, time? my one shook comment, uh, I mean, for our episode 194, where we spoke about the allegations of bias by an ex-BBC journalist against Mediacorp and all, it was quite a quite a quite a vibrant Reddit thread, uh, with a number of comments just kind of sharing their thoughts uh, for some of the points we said against a lot of the points we said, mm. and I mean some some quite in depth discussions. Mm. But the one comment that I wouldn't say is the shookest comment, but it made me made me think a bit, mm. Uh, mm. and and it was from from hot garbage comics. Uh, mm. who who said that I'm confused by Harisha saying that he didn't know how to pronounce um fuck uh <laughs> Lil <laughs> Oh my god now I'm shooting myself in the foot. Because yeah. okay the context of, of um that podcast was uh we were talking about Sharanjit uh Lil uh, the ex BBC journalist right mm. and um I I what I said then was like a uh, Sharanjit Lail uh or or Lyle and and I kind of like admitted that I wasn't sure how to pronounce the her, her last name la. and of course throughout the podcast I think I was kind of not in full agreement with what she said on the BBC uh, uh podcast about Singapore and mm. and that was my perspective la. but hot hot garbage uh, comics uh, said that um and I quote I'm confused by saying he didn't know how to pronounce when it could be heard twice on the BB Sounds episode, which he says he listened to. I'm mm. sure he must have glossed over the name as we all do when listening to podcasts, but Harisha's statement that I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly smacked of inauthenticity. <laughs> um, and he goes on to say that, uh, okay, to not immediately know how to pronounce unfamiliar names uh, and emphasizing one's inability to get the name right twice after having listened to the original source. I mean, either Harish didn't listen to it or he did, but wasn't, wasn't bothered enough. Lah. Um, mm. and I mean his his last mm. thing was that yeah uh, that he he had some other comments that other people already pointed out um, so so I guess I will say that when I read that I'm like I mean just the the label of inauthenticity I felt was a uh, was a bit harsh. unfair harsh yeah harsh. was a bit unfair um, and and yeah I, I mean I, I haven't responded yet but it did make me make me think like, because initially I was like wait what, what do you mean like if you've been as, I mean, uh, someone else also pointed out that uh, as I've come to realize, my pronunciation isn't one of my strongest points, like, be it names or 
or dishes made out of eggs, right? <laughs> and even the past week, last night I was in a meeting with Terence and I don't know, maybe I'm losing my mind now. Like my pronunciation of stuff is I'm mixing up shit and 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 all that. Like. So yeah. so I guess yeah. just being labeled that, that as possibly being inauthentic. Uh yeah, it, it just struck me as like, wow, shit, that's that's kind of harsh. Mm. But at the same time, at the same time, I will, I will also have to accept the fact because a lot of the times on this podcast we do say that, uh, you know, if a politician says something, that he or she needs to understand that in that position, everything you say matters lah, mm. and you need to be accountable for something you say that is incorrect. Mm. So as much as I was like, hey, what do you mean inauthentic, like? I fucking listened to the damn podcast yeah. uh, a couple of times. But if someone is listening uh, to our podcast, I can't bank on the fact that maybe they have listened to more than one and ha- are aware of my my pronunciation ability. Yeah. So so that in some way made me think, okay, you know, in uh the it's 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 almost like a a blessing and a curse and now we're getting more traction and, and mm. as with more mm. more more Power. traction you get, more people are gonna be uh, listening more people critical so I accept that for those sort of things it could be seen however unfairly or inaccurately it could be seen that way la. Yeah. so I, I don't hold anything against uh, the, the comment but mm. I think for me it was also to realize that okay I need to be a little more cognizant about these sort of things la. and and I don't yeah. and, I, and I say I'm not self-censoring myself it's just that if this sort of stuff takes away from what I want to talk about then to me that's doing the, the podcast a disservice la. Mm. I will still continue to refer to omelets as omelets. Um, I still will say what what are some of my other words? Eh? Uh, dilapidated, dilapidated. Ah, dilapidated. Yeah, I noticed I that yesterday during a, during, that. during a meetings. Yeah, I just wanted to point it out, but I was like, okay, I know you are hurting from this inauthentic comment, so no, I'll no, not like, point it out. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say hurting. I still I still appreciate the comment because yeah, like that. Then, then I will be like a pot calling the kettle black. Next time mm. I say, "Hey, you fucking politician says this. Don't you realize that what you say?" Yeah. So, so I I accept that lah. But mm. I also appreciate the people or the one comment that pointed out that yeah lah, pronunciation is not my strongest point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was a comment I mean, for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this 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 cuts deep because it, rather than just saying you're stupid or you're ugly or. It says you're inauthentic. Yes, yeah, yeah. Even what we do on this podcast, it's a it's a real oh, oh. what a charge, you know. It's like yeah, Ooh. it's like equivalent yeah. to like yeah, the the you know as serious as a as 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 uh what it feels like probably for the cost and everything like right, you know those charges. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But but I mean I guess people yeah people have probably they might mistake your your in the fact that we 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 get excited about stuff we want to talk about right and then. We also get uh, quite emotionally charged sometimes in talking about it, lah. And, and sometimes mm. to us, like, yeah, la, the details of the names and stuff that you can, you can read for yourself, and probably, uh, you know, if you really want to know the person more, you know, you can probably look at that yourself. La. I'm not saying that it's not important, but but the, the 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 things that we don't dwell on, on the 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 spelling or the pronunciation of someone's name, la. And if that comes across as a as, as a very flippant kind of attitude. Uh, I think I think yeah maybe maybe that's where, uh, especially when it comes to ethnic names I think it is worth uh putting a little bit more time to pronounce it properly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I mean, if you just but, but if you say my name Terence or you spell my name Terence wrongly with double R's or something like that, I'm like okay lah, fine, whatever, you know. But at least you just say mm-hmm. it's Terence. 
But even if someone's name is like, um, I don't know, Kirilenko or some um, some very complicated Russian name or something like that, uh, or yeah, you know, it, like like uh, just to think of an MMA, MMA fighter like Israel Adesanya or something. Um, mm. You know, when I see commentators, they always uh, they do try to to put in effort to to pronounce it to get properly. The name, la. Yeah. They don't say, I, it doesn't yeah. matter what the name is, he's a fantastic fighter. Even if you're saying something positive about a person, la, right? They, they yeah. do try I mean, to do a little bit of homework before that. La. And then maybe that's something yeah. we, we should take note of. La. Yeah, because even when people screw up my last name, which I would I would still, I would uh, harp on that it's still easier than Sharonji's last name. It's Tilani. People call me Tinali, Tinalit, mm-hmm. uh, and all that. I'm like, yo, it's three clear syllables. T-I-L-A-N-I. Yeah. But it does piss me off. La. Yeah, so you so, don't want so, people yeah. do that to you, la, right? That's if you don't say wrong, yeah. So but we, my name is fucking Tilani, dude. L E Y L versus T I L A N I. Okay? Yeah, you tell me there's yeah. no difference. This is almost like Sesame Street. Say T, T, La, La, Ni, Ni, Tinali. How does that work? See, this one is like, this is what you get for being the good student. You actually did your homework by listening to the full podcast before the podcast. Then you can ask you for it. Whereas I, I never listen there. I just say, I'm not very sure what the name is. I, <laughs> I, 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 I do the homework. <laughs> That's I do the homework somehow. It's just my my once my 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 math calculation a bit off. Then I lose marks. You never do the homework, and you just yeah yeah. The answer is forty five. The answer is forty five. I take whatever Harish says lah. Harish is correct. But what is what is your one short comment? Uh no, my one short comment is from uh actually the young Raja podcast i think as i said I was, i'm very happy that a lot of people uh you know whether it's accidental jurist or, or tiramisu matcha and all they they said yeah la, he's he was actually one of the best guests that we've ever had la. and and, and uh, honestly for myself i was also wasn't expecting to enjoy that, that conversation so much with young raja but i did i i, I honestly honestly did uh and I, I felt quite inspired from it so i was really hoping that, that the response would be like that so uh the latest the latest one was from Spider-Man 015. He say, sorry, he's a mm. bit, uh, you know, it, it takes a bit of time to, to listen to all the podcasts, but he, he, um, just one comment on this episode because he's, he, he was watching it on YouTube. La. He said, he hopes our bickering, that means you and me, our bickering <laughs> continues, but won't sour the friendship you both have. I'm worried you guys will stop doing this podcast due to the souring of your friendship and we won't get to enjoy such good quality podcasts anymore. And this is with ref- reference to me shitting on Harish's question. I don't know which one, like, one of the questions. Like. I remember. I remember. clarifying that I wasn't shitting on his question. And somehow I managed to you... talk my way out of it and he must, you know, and, and yeah, like, he's just keep, uh, he's just hoping that we, you and I don't end up like so angry at each other for, for you know, for, for shitting on you each other. You don't remember the that, question. Like. Uh. You don't remember the question. Uh. I think it was the one about no. I don't. I don't think it was a question. I thought it was the one where, where young Raja was saying, "Oh, I hope I don't end up like you know, an actor who spent eight years just going around." No, it that. wasn't that. No? It wasn't which that. One? Which one? It was the one when I was explaining uh, how the stereotypical image of a rapper uh. used to be oh. the masculine, you know, guns, oh. guns, guns. And before I could get to my point, you're like, "Uh, Harish, that's very passe. <laughs> that's a very passe perspective of rappers." And then I told you to shut the fuck up because you interrupt me, interrupt me between my spiel. I was going to get to how that eventually changed. Uh, okay, okay. And okay. then and that's why uh, uh he did say that I told I explained that the question is not just for for both of us, but also mm. for listeners who might not be as familiar with rap as you, lah. Uh, okay, okay. You remember that now? Yes, yes, now I remember, now I remember. <laughs> but but that, I mean, it's valid, man. That's a valid like. 
observation and, and no, I, but, like, no but you didn't yeah. allow me to finish you didn't allow me to finish where I was getting at I totally uh, know that that's a passe thing but you jumped in and made uh, a made a mountain out of a molehill <laughs> that wasn't even there made an Afghan mountain out of a molehill is it? you took umbrage when there was nothing to have taken umbrage at no no but but to, to be to be f- to, to okay wait for, uh, let me just ask you first lah. who tries worse me asking you that question or you being caught inauthentic but that's two very different things, right? Yeah, we I know, are co-hosts of the which same one, podcast, which one, and someone which one, which one hurts that's more. A, which one hurts that's more. a ridiculous question. <laughs> I was more, I was more annoyed with you during the podcast because you, you, there was belittling and condescending, like a piece of shit. It's so I would say those, those were, there was belittling, right? Because I was literally going to get to my point where I know that's a passing thing, and that has evolved in the West. How do you see it evolving in the in the East in Singapore, right? But you didn't even allow me to get there and you made it seem like I'm not aware that that's a passe perspective. <laughs> so shout out to Spider-Man 015, man. Um, I hope, Terrence, you reflect also. Because I feel like you are not reflecting and you're still <laughs> kind of giggling in your little bubble of like, oh, you know, Harish is sensitive. And no, like, no, no, no. Uh, I think, I think, hmm. I think it's, 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 I like it when uh, we're able to call out behavior, uh, sort of like... Um, being able to have banter where we do call out each other for for things mm, mm, kind of things that we merely think hey it's not it's not really uh, authentic or it's not very real and everything lah. Yeah, partially yeah. partially also because you and I also we go back a long way a long history yeah. I literally even remember like I played to you Kanye West and Jay-Z's uh, Watch the Throne album one time which is one of the milestone albums of hip hop of all time I remember I played to you very excited for you to listen then you're like yeah, this this doesn't connect with me at all, at all. <laughs> and I was like, at all. I was like, fuck all. off, like asshole. You know, like yeah. it's like I'm loving this shit. I'm vibing to it. That you know that, that the way that you you made you made it sound was like, what the fuck is this shit, like you know? <laughs> and then like ten years later, you're like, oh, you know, hip hop this, hip hop that, and then like, hey. then you watch oh, childish Gambino. I love childish Gambino. I love hip hop. I'm like, hey, yeah, I fucking hey, love Charlie hey. Gambino. I'm like, hey, people hey. can change, right? Huh? People, correct, people can correct. change. Okay? People so can just, start to like stuff. So I'm just giving like you going back into the 100, 500 BC of the timeline of Taliban and everything. I, I'm also just giving a bit of context as to why sometimes I was like, hey, Harish, how you, last time, you 10 years ago, you were telling me like, this, this doesn't connect to me at all. And then now you're like, suddenly, oh, you know, how, you know that's, that's what I'm just saying. Like. So, so, so to, to, to yeah to Spider Man zero one five. Don't worry. I think I think uh, Harish also understands where that this all comes from a good place as well, Right? Hey, fuck you! Don't <laughs> give me the excuse. No, even in that podcast, a few minutes later, I think you also realized that you jumped the gun, lah, because you did clarify that. Um, you I, I don't know. You said I hope I didn't cut you off or something like that. So so I could tell that you also felt that you jumped the gun a little too early. No, I just did so, what I did. What I just uh. Generally, around as as I come towards my middle ages and everything, uh, there, there there is a bit of a desperation to cling on to, to you know to to my youth by pretending to know a lot of pop culture. So I just did one young Raja the thing that I was like very out of touch and everything. Uh. So I just quickly. Ah, yeah. hey, don't, don't make you make you sound like the victim. <laughs> Fuck off, lah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can but, become a politician yeah. already. You can yeah, become a politician yeah, yeah. already. It politician is my job to, the to understand the, the feelings on the ground. That's why, you know, ah, do I want it? Yeah, like, no, you, I don't. You never understand my feelings. Huh? <laughs> understand. That's I'm why also I on the ground next to you, right? I address Basket. it now also, like, in case it's still bugging you, like the inauthentic comment that I can't. Uh. 
uh, address now. No, you know. the, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm I, I accepted the inauthentic comment already because I can understand. I can understand the sentiment. <laughs> But yeah, and I wish. Uh, yeah, I, like I think everyone who has a has an audience is also needs to hold themselves to a higher standard. Correct. But I will still say omelet for the rest of my life, lah. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, and and yeah, yeah. that one is a uh, that one is 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 attitude problem, lah. That one I I can't I can't say anything <laughs> else. Fuck you. But the names one I will defend you. <laughs> What and a say, piece of shit. The name one I will defend you. I will say that it's not because you are being flippant. It is because you are more excited to talk about the the actual content of it rather than the name. Well, wow, nicely just nicely just <laughs> gloss over like yeah, this one attitude problem. That one unsolvable. Like, it's unsolvable. attitude problem. What else is <laughs> no, it? If you know what no. it is, correct. What's the correct pronunciation? You refuse to. What is that? Huh, is for there? entertainment, for entertainment. If I produce omelet, huh? What about all the memes that have arose from omelet? Right? Well, do, I, do I want to take away the 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 chances for people to make memes and just have a laugh? No, I'm doing this for our listeners. Okay. Yeah. So don't don't just anyhow blanket attitude problem. Like yeah. you also got attitude problem for for right. just jumping in prematurely <laughs> and having a need Speaking to feel uh, relevant relevant Speaking for pop culture mind. to impress Speaking people to impress our guests to impress trying our to guests. Br- trying to bring in the whole timeline thing into an interview also, <laughs> like how you always come in and then talk for 15 minutes on the timeline. Right? <laughs> Same thing. Uh. Hey. <laughs> Nonsense. I, I, the, my timeline going through provides context to the overall discussion. Your <laughs> timeline going through is just to rub your own ego, lah, basket. Mm-hmm. To make me feel, to make me feel young again, lah. To make me relevant. Feel exactly, again. exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. One show, yeah. Uh, one show comment is not necessarily always positive, lah. That's why it's you know, it's kind of in the spirit of what this whole entire podcast has been like. <laughs> I mean, it's shook in the sense that it makes us think, lah, and that to me is shook enough, lah. Yeah, cathartic, uh, cathartic. But uh, cool, something that man. is positive is our one shock thing, lah, right? So yeah, our one shock thing of the week, lah. Yeah, what is your one shock thing of the week? Uh, my one shock thing is a is a live performance video that I just happened to see pop up on my YouTube. Is by London Grammar. Have you heard of London Grammar? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, you have, ah? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a one of those. I mean, I I when I first heard the lead singer's voice. It blew me away, and but they've never reached like mainstream success. But they have this song "Hey Now," and there's a live performance where she sings "Hey Now," and her voice is is insane, man. And mm. it's one of those performances that I think if I was there live, it it would just blow me away, lah. Because it's almost like um, wouldn't say angelic, but it feels otherworldly, lah. It sounds mm. otherworldly. Mm. And and yeah, that was just something that I I have listened to a few times since I since I first saw it. It was uploaded seven years ago, but Somehow I saw it on the recommended column and I clicked it and I was like, "Holy shit!" So the I hope if you YouTube. if you have like three minutes, just yeah. just give it a go. So it's That's on YouTube, all. La. Yeah, it's on YouTube. And, and, and London oh, Grammar. Okay, okay. Maybe yeah, la, I think YouTube probably algorithm is reading what you watched before and and recommending you, you these things lah. More like maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. Uh, what, and what is your one shock thing? Yeah, my one shock thing is a little blast from the past. I mean, but also. But also quite quite up to date There's a new mashup of two lines of uh, classic toys from the 80s and 90s that I think uh, I never thought could work But they actually look pretty awesome. There's a new line of toys mm. where it's Power Rangers meets Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So mm. they've mashed up the two, and it's now Ninja Turtles wearing the Power Rangers uniforms essentially. And so, like, like Leonardo is you know in the blue ranger, Donatello is the black ranger, 
Uh, and you know, there's this, there's also Shredder and, and, and the other, the other turtles dressed as different color ranges as well. Uh. And uh, mm. I don't know, man. It just like, I look at it, it's like, oh, this is fr- freaking cool, uh, you know, because it, it takes two, two things from the, like two beloved franchises from the 80s and 90s and just like meshes them together in a, you never thought it, it could be cool kind of way. Uh, but, but suddenly I look at it, I was like, wow, this is like, it could totally be a, a new TV show or series by itself. Ninja Turtles wow. and Power Rangers. Yeah. Wow, that is insane, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, pre- pre-orders available now and probably will ship in November. Uh, apparently, Shredder is the Green Ranger uh, in the set and, and yeah, uh, and Raphael and Michelangelo will be coming up sooner. Oh, so there was a comic book crossover that kicked things off. I don't know, man. I don't think so. Hey, oh, there was. No, there was. Yeah, yeah, there was. There a lot of a Oh, yeah, apparently. But that's pretty crazy, oh, man. It looks it looks pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now I'm seeing some of the artwork and it looks pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Turtles oh, and that's cool, yeah. It's like two YouTubers collabing. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Like 20 years later, right? They, they, yeah. It's the epic crossover you never knew that you needed. Yeah. Exactly, man. But cool. Wow. Cool, man. That was our cool, cool, cool. One shot things. All right. Then thank you all so much for listening. And we'll talk to y'all soon.